represent to them, man, as somebody who needs a haircut. Oh, what you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about, all right. But talking about it and being it, that's two different things. I mean, it's real hard to be free when you are bought and sold in the marketplace. Don't ever tell anybody that they're not free, because then they're going to get real busy killing and maiming to prove to you that they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to talk to you and talk to you and talk to you about individual freedom. But they see a free individual, it's going to scare them. No, well, don't make them running scared. No, it makes them dangerous.
They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Sit up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations has this gone? You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I know it was to the window, same time the 70s that's for sure yes yes should they well you know they, they both played the copacabana uh-uh very uh very manilow there um <clears throat> i got speaking of uh concerts last year that that uh, we got to see i had the absolute pleasure of finally getting a chance to catch Barry Manilow live in concert in Vegas. And uh, shout out to our mutual friend, Brian Yortdahl. Uh I know you know that guy. Uh, How for, you doing? For making you that doing? happen. Because that was, I didn't even know how bucket list it was to go see Barry Manilow live. Oh, it's a good show. It's, I'm sure it's a good show. In form, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even more so now. I mean, I mean, you save that show more now for you know, with all this going on. By all means, I, 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 I mean, I mean, you know, you know the thing I liked, the thing I liked about Barry Manilow is he he had a residency mm-hmm. uh, in Vegas, and and talk about a guy that's comfortable in his own skin nowadays oh for sure and oh yeah he just lets loose, <laughs> Let loose. The concept of uh, sold out a lot of people think oh take the residency in vegas you sold out oh. 
I think if you take a residency in Vegas, it's almost like uh, it's almost like Tom Selleck taking a show on TV, right? Like, what else do you have to prove? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, um, but you know, you know, if you, you know, if you're offered a show in Vegas, I mean, that's you know. You know, that would be like, you know, a future sponsor of Cadillac, you know, I mean, like, you know, you've arrived. I mean, I mean, you've arrived way, way, I mean, you know, like years prior. I mean, I mean, you know, who, you know, who wouldn't want to spend two weeks or two months in Vegas? Oh, and by the way, yes, you do get paid. Just, just a little something for you. Yeah, you do that. Well, it's it's kind of an indicator, in my opinion, of um, top of the food chain. It, in, Absolutely. It, uh, as, as a musician, part of the natural order of mm. things is write, record, tour, repeat, right? Mm. You, you go into the studio, you write an album, you record it, you release it, you go out and you tour the world in support of it, and then you, you know rinse, lather, and repeat. Mm-hmm. And so you take the show to the people. Mm-hmm. Right, now, right. you get to a level like uh, uh, Aerosmith or, or Kiss or Barry Manilow or Christina Aguilera or Mariah Carey or any of the number of artists that are pulling down um, a successful residency in a place like Las Vegas. You are now in a position in your career where you don't have to take the show to them they will come to you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at magazines and books. I mean, you know, it's fun to look at, of, of all of all the marquees you can ever have your name up at, but to have a marquee up, you know, in a casino in Vegas, and that's always going to, you know, it's always going to be in the books. Always. I mean, like, I mean, you know, that's a badge of honor. Are you kidding? I mean, you know, your name... Uh, you know, on the uh, you know on the marquee at the Golden Nugget, you, you, oh, you know, you know, right, right above the prime rib and the and the parking. Absolutely, you know, you know, sign a musician up, sign sign a comedian up. You know, I mean, you know, everybody from L- Lady Gaga to you know to old Stevie Goodman to any comedian, your Tom Dreesen, your. Your Smokey Robinson, anybody on that marquee, you name them. You name it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Take you know, any entertainment um, aspect. Uh, Chris Angel, uh, David Copperfield with the MGM Grand. You know what I mean? Like, Indeed, yes. It's, it really is. It's some bucket list shit. It is an absolute badge of honor. I know um, there are certain venues in Hollywood, for example, where uh, you. You go out on Sunset Boulevard and you see your band name on the marquee at the Viper Room or the Whiskey A Go Go or the Rainbow Bar and Grill, and you're just like, "Yeah, that's me. I did that. Absolutely. I put the time, the effort, the hustle, the hustle, the dedication to, to get to this point where they want me in their venue. Same thing with Vegas. Like, wait a minute." Yeah. Uh, the the Hard Rock, the joint at the Hard Rock wants me to play there for a week. Are you fucking kidding me? So when? <laughs> Give the people you know? what they want. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I think it's funny. Um, we're talking about ego because uh, you, of all people, specifically have a have a ridiculously big head on your shoulders, but. You know, it's a bobblehead. You can take it off anytime you want. <laughs> I miss my alter ego. You know, I, I miss all three of them. I'm Or four. I miss all four of my... <laughs> Which, like, what, what characters do you play at the ballpark? Anyway, I'm curious. Aside from Jackie Robinson, what bobbleheads do you have in your collection? No, it's all... It's well, No, it's all four of them. It's the... It's the... It, it's the black, it's the Latino, the white, and the Asian. We have all four. Collect the set. And, and then it's it's me and it's two other guys, and and I miss them, and I miss the costumes, I miss the ballpark, I miss the people, I miss the food, I miss the good times, I miss the hugs. Oh, the sounds, the smells, 
Did I mention I missed the hugs? I just want to make that clear. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, me too. Me- I uh, I got lucky, if you will, two weeks ago. An old friend of mine from like 25 years ago, from my first church. Okay. Yes. This guy, uh, I'll name him, Sean Scotty. We're gonna we're gonna sing his praises for a minute, and I'm gonna throw some Sean gratitude his way as well. Scotty. Um, because we've already mentioned my brother and then glossed over him in fine fashion. I'm not giving him any more airtime. Brian Sean Scotty, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Scotty um, I, I hit him up um, out of nowhere on a Friday and said, yo, I've tried everything I can think of. My son is flying into the airport in Albany tomorrow afternoon. I have no way to get him here from there. I'm I'm screwed. Father to father, I need an assist. And this man, who I haven't seen in 25 years, delivered in fine fashion. And the weird thing was, two things. One, you ever have one of those friendships where, like, 10 days later, 20 days later, 20 years later, it's the next day? Like, nothing, like, there was no time lost? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Indeed. It was absolutely like that. Like, 25 years later... It was the next day. This guy was my first guitarist ever in mm-hmm. my first band ever. No. Uh, shout out to Torn Vale. We <laughs> <laughs> played in the church sanctuary, right? As a three piece. He shows up. He delivers my kid to me. And yet the next hour of conversation is him on the lawn and me on the porch. I couldn't hug him. I couldn't give my boy a hug, man. Like, my, I, I've, I've been friends with the man 30 some odd years I couldn't give him a hug oh it man weird, it was the absolute weirdest most unintuitive fucking thing ever man well I mean oh. well well you know for you know for so many families and, and friends and just groups of people I mean for those that you know, the, the, you know that that lose somebody. You know, to, you know, in the in in the, in this in this in this period of time. I mean, you're not able to have a, a proper funeral. I mean, you know, this is this is changing everything about about how we say goodbye to to our loved ones. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. all, I mean, all of it. I mean, I mean, even before the the you know the the even before you were content with the memorial service or or the uh, cremation i mean you know now it's not only mandatory but you know but you know you the the feeling is a hundred times more hollow than than you would ever think i mean just i mean just i mean you there's yeah i can't i can't fathom that yeah Uh, the idea like lost uh lost my dad almost uh two years ago uh, next month will be two years, and the idea that we couldn't all get together—friends, family, um, co-workers, those he's influenced in some form or fashion—that we couldn't all gather and celebrate that life. Right. Right. Um, just it, it, that 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 turns my stomach. Quite frankly, that 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 just hurts. That's a whole level of it. That's on par with like anybody that's getting the uh, the COVID right now gets sequestered in their own little quarantine room in the hospital and nobody but doctors and hospital staff and medical professionals are allowed in there period you're on your own it's it's like being it's like being an animal going to the vet for euthanization and then the owner just drops you off and leaves that that's some of the most heartbreaking shit ever because from what doctors, from what veterinarians uh, have been reporting for years, like their last moment on earth, this poor scared animal that knows it's dying is crying and oh God, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. They're crying out for their owner, their loved ones, the only companion they've had, their only source of love and they're not there they're not there for them because the human can't the human can't suck it up long enough and feel through it man pardon my French but fuck you 
Grow some, grow some balls. Get, get past your own shit. Push past your own fucking ego. There are things on this planet that are bigger than you and your bullshit. End rant. Anyway, <laughs> but it, 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 look, this is a happy show. I'm, I we, we we insist. <laughs> this is a happy, uplifting show. This is the Hollywood Hustle with Kenny Smooth, Downtown Tony Brown. I'm bring you down into the gutter. What the hell? Well, we're, well, yes, well, we can celebrate that. We can do that. I mean, we're equal op here. We happy to do that. best you know you're brian dennehy you know you're you're robin williams some of the best you know you know you're you're, Ros, you're rosalind cash you know i mean it can go all the place i mean you know but it, but it's true it really is true though i mean like it, you know sometimes sometimes you really just don't have to be that hard you don't <laughs> you know. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't always, I mean, that's the thing about it, when you, when you, uh, like, I look at, like, a a movie like 300, for example, where the Spartans fight off a million for however long it was, and, you know, they used their own strength and uh, overconfidence against them. That's what it was. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and too many people, like you said, they're, they're playing it hard. Like, I got a 15-year-old son, for example, and he's in the middle of that um, <clears throat> toxic masculinity model where, no, it's it's not okay to cry. It's, oh, no, you, you just don't do that. That's <laughs> a sign of weakness. <laughs> I beg to differ. Really, <laughs> and, I mean, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, people, I mean, if people really knew how much I cry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, for you know, for the work, for the practice, you know, some of it's you know, some of it's blood tears. I mean, you know, it just, it's the truth, y'all. I mean, I, I do cry for a lot of people, but you know, the, 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 people are I just so like into themselves. Oh God! I mean, I, I I can I can pick a target and give a good cry. Believe it. <laughs> Them's facts. I tend to, uh, I, I gravitate towards music that makes me feel something. Oh, like, yeah, yes. Me. Oh, yeah. If it, you know, it, I like uh, I like metal, for example, because it gives me a, a feeling of uh, energy and power. And I like, uh, I like disco uh, because, quite frankly, it makes me move my ass. Move your I ass. Like, you know, <clears throat> I like a Barry White because... Uh, some smooth jazz because it makes me feel that uh, uh, sensuality for lack of a better term that feminine side if you will uh, and I like me some uh, some country music because mm-hmm. like man it, they don't even have to be singing about shit the, the slide guitar and the fiddle and the chord structure 13 seconds into a big country song and I'm crying like a bitch <laughs> You know, stop me when I lie. And that's one of the things I love about it. I, I see so many guys out here, for example, their their number one genre of music is country, which I think is ironic and hilarious because it's like four guys in a pickup truck trying to out not cry each other. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, one of the best one of the best nuggets I picked up this week. Um, in my travels uh, was during uh, one of my coaching calls because yes, even the greats again 
have a coach and I want to be great. So I have several coaches because because uh, <laughs> big brain uh, and the nugget for the week. <laughs> and here it is. You got to feel it Ooh. if you're going to heal it. Mm. And, and that's that that's absolutely on par with the original topic of conversation, which is ego. Ego gets so damn big and so damn repetitive that you find yourself pushing all of your feelings down and ignoring them and reserving them. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. if you're anything like I was, say, 10 years ago, you find yourself in a position where one day some little thing breaks it all open. And oh. you're volcanic. Well, and now you're, spilling you're hoping so. Out of your body in five minutes onto whoever the fuck just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right, right. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I, you know, I've had that, I've had that conversation in the mirror with myself. I mean, and, and I was like 23. It was the morning after, uh, I irresponsibly had too much alcohol and I, and, and around friends, I, I misbehaved and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, life's, life's a lot of, a lot of gray. It's not black and white. It's a lot of gray, but sometimes the choice is really obvious if you look in the mirror and right then and there. I mean, like it was like I cannot act the way I did again ever ever last night. And that was that was 1994. I mean, and I I mean, if you see me after a few drinks, I'm either gonna be the happy one or I'm gonna be the one in the corner, quiet and watching you. But I'm not gonna be the angry drunk. I mean. Some of us figure that out. Some of us don't, and 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 that's ego. It's I mean, you've got to be willing to to think about other people other than yourself. You have to. I mean, and and, and it's healthy to have an ego. Don't take away the ego, please. Some of you need it. Some of you need it. I accept that. So true, and it, especially with uh, uh, a substance like alcohol, for example, alcohol mm. and uh, money. Yeah. Both of them are um, the personality magnifiers. In that, if you give a, a positive pole person, for example, uh, a good three, four drinks, and you've seen it in me when we've gone out a few nights. Like, you know, I get I get into that loosey goosey sort of uh, buzz vibe zone and I'm feeling right as rain. And and what it does is it just, it loosens the inhibitions and magnifies the personality that's already there. Um, now, 10, shit, not even that far long ago, uh, say five years ago, I had probably the ugliest bout of, um, or the ugliest night in a long time I'd had uh, ever with alcohol. Now, same guy, but the mood and the mindset I was in was just fucking terrible going in. I was actually, I was, and we've all done it, I was drinking to numb that night. I was drinking to get drunk. And if you're in that mind frame to begin with, maybe step away from the beer. Yeah. Or the Jägermeister. Yeah. You know? Because all it's going to do is magnify the bullshit. Uh, same thing with money. You give a good person a billion bucks, they're setting up charitable contributions, they're helping their community, they're changing lives. You give the wrong person a billion dollars and they're pissed off that it's not two. Oh, howdy. Oh, howdy, yeah. Well, and, you know, and, you know, and just to backtrack, you know, on you know, on the drinking, like when when I moved out here to L.A., I basically made a decision, you know, for one year to, you know, to to limit. I mean, if 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 pretty much not drink at all, Jack Daniels. I mean, just because I know the way Jack Daniels could turn on you on the wrong night, and 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 in the first year in L.A. in Hollywood. I didn't want to take a chance. You know, I mean, just, I mean, you know, if there was a night that maybe I was lonely or if I was depressed and, you know, and, 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 you know, you're, you know, you're still learning about, you know, this city and, and so on and so forth. It just, it wasn't the right time. And, 
and you know that takes a lot to it takes a lot to you know you know to have that self control and and to really consider to consider that forward because to, there there are numerous ways you can go down the wrong avenue here in L A just like in Chicago New York City anywhere I mean but especially out here when you're new and you are your most vulnerable and it doesn't matter what age you are it doesn't matter if you're straight doesn't matter if you're a male doesn't matter if you're black it does not matter anybody can take advantage of anybody and they do and they boy do they try and they do try and that's uh <clears throat> i'm feeling that now i was feeling that earlier this week in that um you know i i recently moved out here again 3,000 miles away from my safety net from the comfort zone from everybody around me that would uh, support me and enable me and help me along and now it's just me out here on my own that's it I, I live and die by my actions right and that can be even at 42. Yeah. I've, I've been out of the house a few times on my own, and I've, I've gone and lived. I've been through a few marriages. I've been out of the house. I've been back, and I'm back out again. And it's, uh, it's a scary prospect to know that it's, it's on you. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I found myself uh, earlier this week, for example, um, I was like, I was kind of quietly bitching and moaning to myself. I'm like, fuck, I'm out of beer. Damn it. I don't have any more Jack Daniels. Oh man, I'm out of Malibu. I don't, I don't have any alcohol in the house. What am I going to do? And then of course that self check comes in and says, you're going to suck it up and just not drink for a few nights. How about that? How about that? You know? And so then I dug a little bit deeper and then I'm like, Let's let's sit with this. Let's unpack this a minute. Let's feel this. Why, if if you're such a self-professed um, moderator who has never dealt with or uh, fucked with the concept of alcoholism, I've never, never uh, in 42 years identified as alcoholic, even with the genetic disposition I've got towards it with my parental lineage. That's just never been my go-to vice, right? But here I am on a Tuesday evening going, damn, I really wish I had something to take the edge off. (laughs) Right. And and ask myself, why is that? Right. And I think it, it comes back to that comfort zone we were talking about earlier where, because comparatively, uh, we human beings, we, we, well, I had this thought earlier uh, in the week as well. Water follows the path of least resistance, correct? Yeah, D- delicious, by the As I literally have our, it in my hand. What is our fucking body made of? Uh-huh. We're at least 85% water. Water. Of course, in nature, we're going to want to take the path of least resistance, which would be our comfort zone. Now, what I've done here with this move is I have, I've, uh, to use one of the coach's uh, analogies, uh, Ed Mylett, he says, we, we humans, we have kind of a thermostat on the wall that's our identity. Now, for me, I like it at about 77 degrees. Okay, I'm very comfortable right there. And the second I start heating it up, my natural inclination, my self-destructive tendencies, my learned patterns of behavior tell me, whoa, 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 take your foot off the gas. It's getting too hot in here. Let's adjust the thermostat, self-destruct a little bit, and bring it back to the comfort zone. And that, that was the realization I made. I'm like, oh, I'm on fire right now. I have a pad of my own. I have an album dropping. I'm making a fucking podcast over here. I'm writing my own album. I'm showing my kids you can do these things and chase what you love. I'm on fire over here. Mm-hmm. Of course I want to drink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course I want to bring it back to my comfort zone and sure. destruct a little bit. Well, and you, and you may have also earned it. You may have earned it. And you may be right. Uh, but oh, you, I earned it. I earned right. it, but then I drank it for a week. So, okay? well, you see, like, yeah. <laughs> like, 
existential celebrate since I got here. Mm -hmm. And then it dawns on me, are you celebrating? Or are you celebrating to the point of you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself? Indeed, indeed. Well, I mean, well, you know, like, you know, this evening, you know, a Saturday night. I mean, and, and I'm very good about, you know, since, you know, since the queue has went down about Wednesdays or Thursdays about, you know, replenishing and I and and I haven't had to do it. And and so this weekend it was like, well, um, I'm out of wine and 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 my means are good. But I just felt like, you know what? Let's just have one glass on Friday and none on Saturday. Just, you know, and if we and if we want to get it on Sunday, that's fine. I mean, I mean, you know, there's nothing to prove, but and I and I usually like to have it, but I'm like, okay, you know, we can just go without it tonight, a couple nights, you know, you know, no biggie. And you know, you know, we're not shaking here, you know, you know, we're not we don't have any shivers going on, so same old, same old. I mean, and, and you know, and I've and I've had I've had the lineage, and you know, and I've had a stepfather that you know was you know was an alcoholic. So, you know, I've seen it you know firsthand, and I could have easily have a couple of times if I've wanted to go that route, and you know, just uh, now, you know, don't you know, don't you know, it's nice to say I don't need to, don't want to, and 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 there. You know, there's an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting place near my house. I mean, to not have to do that. I mean, and you know, there's some that do. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, al al alcohol is a powerful drug, man. It's it's it, it's huge. It's large. Oh yeah, well, and it's it's everywhere. You can <laughs> get it anywhere. Quite. So speaking. Hey, speaking of, it's uh, essential. Speaking of, it is speaking essential. Of the, devil and the angel you shall appear. My uh, that older brother of mine is uh, calling on the other line. I'll call him back. But him, for example, me, I'm over here like, oh, I want and or need a drink. This guy's on the other side of the coin, going all forty days of Lent without a drop of alcohol. It's doable. Scales, you know, baby. I think the real strength in mm -hmm. regards to alcoholism, again, comes back to moderation. Now, you oh, can yes. exit completely out of your life. You don't need alcohol to survive. It's not a basic human need. No. But <clears throat> the real strength, in my opinion, of character comes from character. being able to say to yourself, I'm going to have a drink or two, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And then you stick to it. Yeah. Because... Self-confidence uh, comes from keeping the promises you make to yourself. You read into the sentence. Oh, sure. Right? Totally. I, I mean, and, man, I mean, I can, I mean, I can, you know, you know, we've, you know, we've had our young twenties where, you know, we could put it away. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think about some of those evenings. I mean, evenings, weekends, whatever. I mean, you know, you're putting away double digits of beers like i mean and without a thought I mean, you know you're just having a good time you know you know and you you know you figure it out you know as the experience goes along it's like yes you know you don't you don't have to be you don't have to drink eight or nine or 11 or 12 i mean like sometimes two will do two will do it's uh And again, it's it it all ties together, man. It's it, when you start unraveling this shit, it, it's like a rat king. It's like a ball of yarn. One end it unravels, and you mm -hmm. see it's all it's all intertwined, man. Like you go, for example, I'm gonna go to the bar. I'm gonna have two beers, and that's it. Yeah. And then you say, oh, you know what? What's the harm? Let me have a third beer. Oh yeah. Now you're drinking. Now you're drinking your third beer and you're saying to yourself, fuck. Yeah. I didn't keep the promise I made to myself. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> what a pile of shit on him. I'd better have another drink and forget <laughs> about it. Yes. <laughs> now you're on drink seven. Ooh. Going, Where, where's my car? Why Why did I drive here? How am I going to get... Oh, I'm just... Uh, fuck it. Uh, and... And then you find yourself in the morning hungover and hating yourself 
for simply not keeping the promise you made to yourself when you went out to begin with. Now, I mean, promise yourself when you go out, I'm going to get obliterated. Mm. Fine. Then at least you're keeping the promise that you made to yourself. Mm-hmm. If, if you're giving yourself a two-drink max, then fucking stick to it. Because you're not going to respect yourself in the morning if you don't. And, you know, pretty much with that too. I mean, it's pretty much a circle that that it could be three, but I mean, but three. I mean, you know, at, you know, after that three. You know, the, the night goes in strange places because you know, you know, you went from three to seven, and woo! I mean, you know, that's a lot of adventure for seven drinks. I mean, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well, and that's that's the thing that makes a guy like me, for example, such a great designated driver. Because when I tell everybody, I got you, I got I'll get you. you home safe. Y'all get stupid. I don't give a shit. I'll make sure you get home safe. I will because I promised not only myself but y'all motherfuckers as well that you would get home safe. And that is just a bit more important to me keeping that promise than say uh getting my drink on as well and getting stupid with the boys and then mm-hmm. eh, nine times out of ten i'll designate a drive and then that tenth time somebody will go you know what you always do the designated driving why don't you get turned tonight and i'll say okay you got it and i'll go out and sure enough i'll keep my promise to myself and i'll get a little turn <laughs> but in, in none of those instances do i wake up in the morning hating on myself for breaking the promise I made to myself. That's how you build self-confidence. You just keep those little promises and then you gain the momentum. This whole game, it's like any other game. It's it's momentum. You just got to build up the momentum. The wins add up. There are all kinds of different games. I mean, you know, dare, dare I say, you know, you have to play with yourself. There's all kinds of different ones. I mean, and, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm lucky to where, okay, I, I've been in bars. I've worked in bars a big chunk of my life. I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't plan on it, but, you know, if, you know, if one, you've got some skills, and two, you could be, even in this day, you know, this is a dirty word in this day now, social, and, you know, we'll see what happens later on, but, you know, you, you know, you can make some money and you can get some valuable life experience. I mean, I, I mean, I've been on both ends of the bar. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I I've served the drinks. I've also been on the other end where I've drank the drinks and and I've been carried and I've been carried out just like you, me, she, it, any of them. You know, totally. I mean, I've seen the photos. I've seen them. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know that's real. I mean, but you know. You know, it's you know, it's all part of the ride. I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, as long as you, as long as there's no serious physical or mental hurt, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it 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 should benefit everybody. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I've, I mean, I I've broke up the fights between male on male, female on female, male on female. I, I mean, I've broke up those fights. So I, so I see at the other end too. You, 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 you know, oh yeah. Not I mean, ev- not everybody's of sound mind. I I can tell you from personal experience that bartender and hockey referee, <laughs> a very similar job. Oh, very very similar job. Traffic cop, it's traffic cop up the ass. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Love Absolutely. traffic cop. You're dealing with human beings in their purest form, trying to outdrink or outplay each other in a competitive environment where you know chest thumping is preferred. And next thing you know, it starts a fight, and you got to break it up, and you got to penalize and call people uh, on their bullshit. Yeah, the, the jobs are very similar. Well, see, and, and, well, and and you're you know, and you're talking about having that job in your 40s you know and 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 and, you know now and like 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 i said you know those those two jobs and imagine having those two jobs 
when you're in your 20s and you know you're you're learning the world you know you, you, and you're pro and, and obviously the jobs are not gonna be paying that well i mean very few of them do i mean so but but, but you know you gotta be the mediator uh oh well the best term that i always used in, in my 20s was you know you, you're you're running a daycare center at night at alcohol that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. It's- oh, my God. Same thing with hockey. You're running a fucking daycare program, and all the players are drunk. I'm telling you, man. They call it beer league for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, that is that is absolutely just the way of it. You you absolutely nailed it. It's it's running a fucking daycare center, oh, man. Oh, totally. And you're out well, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and, you know, and you know, then, I mean, you know, what if? You know, you... You know, and you know and this is your six to twelve, six to two p.m. I'm sorry, six to two a.m. job, what have you? And, and, and you know there are a few there are a few out there that actually do the double dip to where maybe they are a teacher or they or they, they or their job during the day involves children and interactive activities, and then at night, yes, they've got to turn around and work at a bar and. You know, and police and police the kids that are over the age of twenty-one. These are this all. These are all truths. You know, the, you know these people exist. And, and, and buy yeah, them I a drink that. too when, when this is over with. Buy them a I drink too. Much like, much like hockey players should have to referee a few games, I think uh, anybody that's going to go out and go drinking should have to ten bar first. It should be par for the course. Oh well, ten bar. Uh, work definitely work work a door, and not just work the door. You know, on on a nice sunny summer day. I mean, like especially the ones that have got to do that on the East Coast or Midwest, winter time in December in January, and they've got to be outside w- w- hoping that they have a heater. You will be so much. You will be so respectful of the uh, you know of of the industry you would be i mean if you had to bar back and and clean the garbage and clean the toilets and and you know if anybody pukes oh yes you would your attitude would change totally change ah i miss those days (laughs) you and me both Ah. part of the reason i don't drink as much as i used to is because i'm twice the age like i i just i can't party at 42 and bounce back in the morning like I did when I was 21. Well, that's, that's fair. You know, it, you know that's, that's, I mean, there's, I mean, and look, I mean, and it doesn't mean that you, it doesn't mean that you can't party, but, you know, you're not expected to go at it like, at 21 or 18. I mean, just no. I mean, you know, there's got, you know, there's got to be a level that's very comfortable if you're 42 or if you're 52. But if, you know, if you start behaving a certain way 20 or 30 years younger, uh, you know, when you're in no control, then that's, I mean, then yes. I mean, that's when you, I mean, you, you're not going to look like a professional. And, and, you know, and there, look, you're a professional. I'm a professional. We know the pros that we can party with. We, I mean, uh, of that age. And, and I mean, you, you just, well, you know. True, especially in our, in our uh, respective industries, it's almost in, it's almost in the job description. It's almost a requirement of the job. You, you better be able to put a few back. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, well, you need to be able to party, and you need to be able to, you know, to, to be able to, you know, to total run. You, know, you got to run a puppet game. You know, you got to know when to, to, you know, to pull the strings. I mean, all of that. I mean, you know, part, you know, part daycare center, part puppeteer, part traffic cop. Woo! I need a drink now, and I'm out. I'm dry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially like if you're an actor, for example, you got to be able to go to the cocktail parties and mingle and meet and greet and put a few back and hold your alcohol because if if you can't hold your liquor, you're gonna end up in Harvey Weinstein's fucking suite, and it's not gonna end well. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, well, yeah. You will... <laughs> oh no, no, no. There's not a well, yeah, but no, it's like, but. You know, if, you know, if you don't, if you don't have a hold of it, I mean, <sighs> now how about this? I mean, well, well, no, you know, I've been, I mean, you know, I, I had season tickets for years in arguably one, one, one of the best, 
one of the best places you could ever have a party at Wrigley Field in the bleachers. So I, I, I mean, so I mean, I have my, I have my party stripes. So what happens is when you take somebody from the Midwest, especially Midwesterners that are very renowned for their for their partying. I mean, I mean, you know, by all means. I mean, we have a winter, so you know, you know, we live it up. But then if you, but then when you go from that atmosphere to move out in L.A. and Hollywood, if you're in this business. You have to really check yourself. I mean, I mean, you you cannot show your hand. You just can't. You can't do it right away. You might not be able to do it for years. And sometimes you just can't do it with certain people. I mean, I mean, I I had a man. I had a manager. The only manager I I, I had out here that that frowned on me drinking three Miller Lights. So that is real. I mean, like, I mean, people do watch, and then they can't wait to to call you out. You know, oh well, you know, you you were drinking these beers. I mean, and it's like, you know, you're an adult. I mean, you, you, the last thing you're thinking about is somebody trying to rein you in, calling you out for you having, you know, for you having beer. But that does happen. That does happen. It does happen out here. I mean, whether for better or worse, you know, whether you think you deserve it or not. I mean, that does happen because you know the eyes are everywhere, everywhere. Oh, the man! The man is always watching. Oh. I can tell you as a uh, self-professed um, <clears throat> member of the club. See, I do have the complexion for protection over here, and typically the man is that with the complexion for protection. Uh, I can tell you, the man is always watching, like always watching. In fact. Now they've got it to where uh, they're watching us on our phones while we're scrolling our Facebook. Well, and now, yeah. Well, they want to know. Well, they want to know where you are. Well, they want to know where you are. Yeah, I mean, they want to know where you are. So, I mean, you know, for, you know, in this juncture, they want to know where you are, so you're not spreading anything. I mean, they want to know where to track you down. It's like. Oh, you know, you got this, and you're here, and and you're you're around how many people? No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have uh, we've crossed that point. I mean, I mean, all for all the movies that we've watched over the the decades. Hopefully, everybody's watched enough movies with all the angles, because you know, if it's not something, if it's not a page out of. Uh, out of a dramatist strain or 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 play of the apes then you know you you could just take uh you could take Ned Beatty from Network because right now the the character that Ned Beatty plays in Network is the same like a lot of same like a lot of people right now that 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 have money ahead of science and ahead of God and they're like it's time to go back to work now 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 because you know they're all about the Deutschmarks and the rubles and and you know and they're, they're not about the heart. I mean, so you know all the movies that we've watched over the over these decades, we've got it all right now in real life. I mean, it is Groundhog Day. We've got Groundhog Day, everybody. It's you know it, it, this whole pandemic uh, lockdown thing is driving everybody crazy because uh, well. Let's start with uh, pointer number one, and we'll, shit, we'll just touch on pointer number one. I don't even need to go further down the rabbit hole than this one. As a licensed financial advisor, I can tell you with a professional opinion that people are freaking the out because people in this country are always... On, on average, I mean, way, way above average. It's a 90 percentile average. Uh, we're two to three paychecks away from homeless in yeah. the country. Yeah. Uh-huh. In uh-huh. any given household across the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, definitely the ones, you know, that are, that have been loud this week. I mean, you know, they're in the Midwest and, you know, and it's mid April and it's snowing <laughs> in some parts and, and and it's still and it's cold and and you know, uh, you know, I got you, last night. I know yeah. Talking about. Yeah, you know, you know, and you know, you know, you know, and and you know, these people have cabin fever with all the trimmings. So, you know, these people are tired of waiting. Like like 
and you know, it's nice to have the Midwestern I want to work mentality, but but when you're grouping 20, 30, 100, 200 people when you're not supposed to, now you're showing you know, that you didn't go to school either. <laughs> you just are. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, no matter what is, no matter what is said, I'm scared and angry oh, sure. because uh, the rent, as my father would say, the rent is always due. Always, okay? yes. And now the bills are piling up, and the income has dried up, and nobody has a three to six month emergency fund saved like they should be. Pretty much, on average across the country, we're all financially fucking illiterate. You know, 37 states in America, 37 of our great American states require sex education, and only four of those states require a financial education. Just think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Four. It's, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, see, and, and that's... <sighs> Well, 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 definitely have bad habits, but you know, my, you know, the thing has always been, they always want you, and I say they, you know, the people that have the money, that have the power, etc. they always want you to know that there is a carrot around. They always want you to see the carrot. Sometimes you could smell the carrot on occasion, maybe if you could just scrape a little bit off of your nails, you can get some nipple off of it. But very, but but very few of us get to get to grab that carrot and keep it and hold it. And like, you, know, you know, there should be, it should be all states, all states. You know, having you know having this availability to educate yourself financially. I mean. That's no, it's not being taught at home. It's certainly oh, not being taught in no, the no. schools, and it's not no. being modeled by the majority of Americans for their children coming up. And that's, like, everybody asks why the, the 1%, the 2%, um, uh, they they stay rich. It's, it's not because they're necessarily hoarding all the money in the world. It's because compound interest over years of habitual behavior whereby you pay yourself first mm -hmm. has been passed down from generation to generation within that family as a way of life. That's it. That's the only difference maker. You know, uh, a guy like uh, <clears throat> a guy like Rockefeller is making sure that everybody in the family with that name is coming up with a set of values whereby you make a hundred bucks, ten of it goes to charity, ten of it goes to your bank account, to your personal shit, you pay yourself first, and then you live on the 80%. Now you look at the Joneses instead, or the Johnsons, and oh shit, the cell phone bill is due, I've got a hundred bucks, the cell phone bill is due, I better pay that first. There goes 85 of it. Now I've got 15 left. Shit, we should probably go to McDonald's for some cheeseburgers. There's 750. Now I've got 750 left. I don't have any money left to save because the $10 cable bill is due. Now I'm $2.50 in the red already. And I just got paid. Mm -hmm. It's it's all about, uh, again, setting those uh, patterns and behaviors within yourself personally and keeping those promises you make to yourself. Say to yourself, if I make a hundred bucks, 10 goes to charity, 10 goes to saving, I'll deal with the 80. I'll live on the 80. And people aren't doing that. And it's showing. Boom. Yeah, You're a Hollywood hustler telling you how to get ahead in the game. Look, I mean, look, I mean, it's, look, it's hard. I mean, you know, it's hard. It's horrible. It's honest. It's all these things. But, you know, but, you know, for, for so many of us, you know, all backgrounds, all genders, I mean, you know, it, it's taken us 20, 30, 40 years to, fi to figure it out, to figure out how to do it. I mean, you know, what, 
whether it whether it is the right job or or whatever just it, it, it's all these it's all these things but the th- one of those things or two of those things that's not is it's it's not, it's not offered to every state as it should be i mean man yeah well true that's an entire that's an entirely different podcast don't get me started on america's um <clears throat> quote educational system because <laughs> we'll be on the phone with you in three Let's have some fun. <laughs> you know, Hollywood Hustler, I'm fucking dying. <laughs>